Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Do you bleed green? Are you an ultimate Eagles football fan? Well, you're in the right place. Well, you're in the right place. This is Birds 365, hosted by the new Mac and Mac, Jody McDonald and John McMullen. Here we go, here we go! Who collectively have covered and talked about more than 50 plus years of Eagles football. Kick off your day with Birds 365. You'll get debate. We love to argue. You'll get the real story from inside the locker room. And you'll hear from some of the great football minds from around the region. You're about to become an Eagles insider. Get in the game. Join Jody Mack and Johnny Mack and join the football community that flocks to Birds 365. Birds 365 starts right now. Welcome to the NFL. Let's go! Let's go! Go! got a couple of eagle insiders you got a couple of great nerds and we've also got a couple of wins for the hometown football team the 2-0 philadelphia eagles will be the topic of conversation shockingly so here on birds 365 john mcbowen and jody mcdonald here to hang with you for the next couple hours we like to do things in twos here on birds 365 uh johnny mac uh, nick sirianni yesterday stuck to the conversation of focus. He believes that his team is focused. He's going to make sure that they stay focused. They're not going to let the fact that John McMone and Jody McDonald's are singing their phrases on Bird Street. Yeah, everybody they, is. What the rat down. poison, Jody, that the nicely packaged rat poison is the story this week. So Nick Sirianni doesn't want everybody listening. There was a spike around the Delaware Valley at the flower shops. Everybody was calling in to get the Eagles their flowers. So uh, this is prime, as they say, letdown territory in the NFL. Short week on the road, division rival. They're they're the better football team. There's no question about that. But this is this is prime letdown territory. And even if you acknowledge that and you checked off a couple of the boxes that do usually come before a letdown. Are the Washington Commanders, and I got to get used to calling them the Commanders. How long do you think, by the way, do you think they'll be the Commanders? Uh, is there another name change in the offing for the football team we're going to be playing this week? I don't think so. Uh, you can only go to that double dip merchandising so many times. They did a wonderful job at that. Uh, the rare uh, flower I'll give to Daniel Snyder. He did a wonderful job 
after after finally begrudgingly admitting he had to change the name, you go that long period with the Washington football team so you can sell all those hats and jerseys and then you can change it, uh, but you can't do it again. You can't. Maybe if he sells the team, which everyone would be thrilled, maybe the new owner could do it. Yeah, I, I think they'd probably uh, his brethren would let him get away with that if the new owner wanted to change the name. Uh, I still, I'm going to call him uh, all sorts of different combination <laughs> things on a week to week basis, but specifically this week on Birds 365 because they are the opponent. But are they? And uh, I, I ate a little crow week number one when I said I thought the Eagles would just manhandle the Lions because they were the Lions. And the Lions put up a heck of a fight against the Eagles and then turn around and beat this team that the Eagles are playing this week, the Commanders. But if A equals B and B equals C, doesn't A equals C? If the Lions couldn't beat the Eagles and the Commanders couldn't beat the Lions, how the heck are the Commanders going to beat the Eagles? Is letdown week, look ahead week, sandwich game, call it what you want. Is that enough for this game to be competitive? Um, Yeah, competitive, yeah. I think it will be competitive, Uh I, I, you know, it's early. We'll give our predictions tomorrow, but uh, I, I'm leaning towards the Eagles. I think they'll get over. You know, one of, you know, other people are going to talk about Jalen Hurts and his performance on Monday night. I, I still think his performance in Detroit was better, believe it or not, uh, because that was a game in in they could have lost. That was a game the Eagles completely dominated on Monday night. There's a lot of pitch and catch. There's a lot of seven on glorified seven on seven. Played great. Don't get me wrong, but I think he got the Eagles over the hump in Detroit. Like I think they lose that game if it's not for Jalen Hurts. Um, but you know, so he's now he's up with Josh Allen and, and Patrick Mahomes in the MVP race. You see the betting markets. He's third or fourth, depending on who where you look. Right. He's ahead of Aaron Rodgers for <laughs> I mean, uh that's that's where we are. And the guy doesn't change, man. He doesn't change. And one of one of at the very end of his press conference yesterday, which can be boring because he doesn't say anything, but you know, somebody mentioned something went up on his social media's Twitter, and he said, I don't run my social media. Yeah, maybe he's got somebody else running his social media which is what he should be doing. He shouldn't be paying any attention to that toxic nonsense. And he doesn't. And I, you know, I got to remind myself, this guy's 24 years old because he acts more mature than most 34 year old people. It's pretty phenomenal. That's the thing I'm most impressed with Jalen Hurts about. So I know from his perspective, He's he's not, and he says it all the time, and it turns into a cliche. He's not going to get too high. He's not going to get too low. But it's true. You, you can't tell the difference. He just had a, the, the best game. He did something nobody else has ever done in the history of the NFL. Now, those convoluted statistics, we brought that up. Kevin Kincaid actually brought that up. You know, he gave the example of Robert Covington, you know. 0.4 that you you right, can put any mark where you draw the yeah. line yeah but still 300 yards 80 percent passing two rushing touchdowns nobody had ever done it before right so there's something to that i mean he played very well 
Um, and they've been playing football for a long time. Nobody's ever done it before. So it is pretty impressive. Can't tell. Can't tell. So I know now I don't know about the other 52 guys. I, I you know, they might love their flowers and they might love the adulation. And that might turn into a, a negative. Uh, but the, le- the on-field leader, you don't got to worry about. That's, that's an impressive thing. And Sirianni is completely <laughs> bought into him being the on-field leader. And this is nothing new. He was their on-field leader last year. He's just taken it to another level this year. And when Sirianni sits down with you guys and puts out the message that they have to stay focused, they can't do their reading or grab their flowers or <clears throat> however you want to uh, uh, describe the adulation that the Eagles are getting both here in Philadelphia and nationally this week. It's nice when you got a guy like Jalen Hurts, who is the number one guy who's going to have to deal with it more than anyone else. The quarterback always does. He handles it well. And it seems to be that he's got the ear of every single one of his teammates. There isn't one guy in that locker room that isn't listening to Jalen Hurts these days. If there was coming into the season, uh, they were few and far between. And with the way he's played the first couple of weeks, oh, I think everybody knows that they're going to follow follow their leader and their leader is their quarterback. Yeah, and that's one of the – it's a big week, obviously. It's Carson Wentz week, and all the comparisons are being hedged up, and I did it as well because you have to do it. But, you know, that's one of the things. I, You know, Carson, I think, in a lot of ways gets a bad rap because I've always called him – he's just an introvert, but he's playing a position where you almost have to be an extrovert. And people say, well, Jalen doesn't – you know, yeah – on, on camera, behind the camera, he's very engaging with everybody. He goes out of his way to engage with everybody. Um, he's been taught that since, you know, Nick Saban, maybe even his father as a high school coach, who knows. But um, he, he's been taught that and he takes it very seriously. So anytime, whether it's James Bradbury, and I asked Jalen about this yesterday, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, even lesser players. You know, Janarius Robinson is like five lockers down. He picked up off the Vikings practice squad last week. He goes out of his way. These are defensive players, all right? Now, for people that don't know, the offense and the defense, it's it, everything's very clicky in an NFL building. You know, the offensive line, probably the biggest click of all in every NFL building. You, you you spend all your time with your position group, basically. And a couple times you come together as an offensive group, uh, as a defensive group. But the offense and defense don't get together very much, except on the field when they're working ag- against each other. So, you know, one of the issues that, that certain players had with Carson, and usually it was bottom of the roster guys, you know, he, he's the face of the franchise. He's he's the guy making all the money. He's the guy in Philadelphia. People forget or want to forget. He was, you know, in June of 2019, they gave him the largest contract in franchise history. It hasn't been that long. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, he just kept to himself. And some people took that the wrong way, especially because he was very close with certain players. Everybody knows Zach Ertz, but. He was tremendously close with Lane Johnson and and, um, Jason Kelsey and and Fletcher Cox and some of those veteran players. Fletcher, if people forget, would, you know, fall on the sword for Carson all the time. 
I mean, Pletcher loves Carson. Um, so, you know, this, you have this core veteran group, but he didn't sort of bring everybody in and that rubbed some people the wrong way. Jalen goes out of his way to do stuff like that. And you yourself just said, John, and I think rightfully so in that position, you can't be an introvert. If that's your personality, you need to work on your personality. It's kind of a prerequisite of the job and maybe not as good as Jalen Hurts is because you've been covering this league for a long time. Closer than I have, I'm more from afar. You're in the locker room, so you get to see these guys interact up close and personally. you got to be a guy who's hands-on with your teammates. You just can't say, I'll do my job, you do yours. No, 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 no. You, You are the leader. You are the designated bring guys together guy on that team. And Hertz is great at it. And Carson is basically the diametric opposite. He wasn't good at it and he didn't seem to care. That's what probably bothered me more than anything else when Carson was walking out. He didn't care. He didn't care what anybody else thought about him. I don't know if he didn't care as much as he didn't think about it. He didn't, you know, there's certain, if, if it, if Are you telling me a, you don't think Carson knew the 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 overall writing opinion of him was that? He oh was no, I'm I'm was... I'm saying I'm saying one in my example of engaging with teammates like, and I use Janarius Robinson as the better example because he's a bottom of the roster guy. Like I don't even think that would cross Carson's mind to say, oh, I should welcome Janarius Robinson to the Eagles. I I honestly don't, you know. It, probably didn't enter his mind um, when there were players like that who came in, you know, sometimes they come in the building or out of the building in three, four weeks. And um, I don't, you know, Carson's never going to answer it. So that's just my uh, perspective, speculation on it. Um, You know, as far as his, he was very understood. You know, if you think about, when when Joe Santa Laquita's story broke and 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 all that came out and Joe was vindicated by the way our own at jacobsports.com but um when that story first came out if you remember and I was at the Super Bowl so I missed it uh the Eagles quickly put together this very small press conference with about six writers you know Dama was there we can talk to I think he was there I'm not sure but it, you know, McLean was there, a couple of the Inquirer guys, um, you know, because of that story. And he, he said, you know, I got to work on some things. I got to be a better teammate. And he said yesterday he wished he was a better teammate at times. And, and, and when, you know, when he was doing his press conference in Ashburn, Virginia, he was saying he wished he was a better teammate at times here in Philadelphia. Um, Jalen Hurts, when they drafted Jalen Hurts, he was not happy. You know, I, I still say, and I, I believe this to my core, I think the pandemic really, really hurt Carson Wentz as a player. Really hurt Carson Wentz as a player. Um, he was left to his own devices. Everybody was off on their own. That was when you could really see, all right, you know, Tom Brady's out there breaking laws, you know, to get some work in. Um, which is ludicrous now that we think about it in hindsight, you know, they're keeping us out of the open air and they want to keep us in the COVID infested dark recesses of every room. But it it was stupid. But the point is that Tom was out there doing it 
at age, whatever he was at that point, 42, 43, still trying to get better, still trying to work on his With craft. teammates he didn't know. Yeah, with teammates he didn't know. Um, yeah, I think it really, really hurt him. Yeah, I really do. It, now, the injuries it hurt were everybody, and I don't give Carson a pass for that. Uh, if no, you're saying I don't give him a pass. The kind of person he was, and this helped to accentuate it, okay, fine. Overcome it. You're a quarterback in the no, National Football League. I, but, you signed the biggest contract in the history of the Philadelphia Eagles. Live up to mis, it. You misunderstand me. I'm not giving him a pass. In fact, I think it was, it, you know, it was his downfall because he went, left to his own devices. He needs somebody pushing him. He needs somebody pushing him at all times. Um, you know, it's funny because before the 2017 season, that's when Carson took off and had the MVP-like season before he got hurt. He was working at, out with Tom House and Adam Daydu. He's out in Southern California working on his mechanics, which were really, really bad. And he never did it again. And what? what lo and behold, Jalen Hurts is working with who this offseason? And lo and behold, 83.9% completion percentage in week two. Here's the difference. I guarantee you next offseason, no matter what happens, Jalen Hurts will be back in Southern California. All right. So let me ask you one quick question, Wentz question. And, yes, uh, our buddy Paul Donwich is going to join us coming up here in just a couple of minutes. The Washington football team commander, whatever you want to call him, uh, offensive quarter, coordinator, North Turner's son. Scott. Is he the right guy to be pushing? Carson Wentz, you, you you still believe today, even though he's now traveled to three different teams, but Carson's personality is his personality, and we're not watching him and judging him like we did every single day when he was here in town, doing a little bit more so from afar. Is this the right combo of people to yeah, be I mean, in his ear and pushing him? It's tough. I, I don't even know who their quarterback's coach is. I think I'll, I'll look it up in the break, but... I think that's the more important role. I think here John DiPilippo was the most important aspect of, of Carson because John is a John is a hard ass, as they say, and he was on him when it came to mechanics on a daily basis. Um, and Carson didn't necessarily like it, but he needed it. Um, and when John left, I think that was a, a big part of it as well. Um, he he just needs that type of coach. Uh, um, and I don't know if he has it in Washington or not. I think it's more important the position coach. Uh, Scott Turner's not, you know, I, I I know he can he can deadlift a lot. So I mean, he's he can probably give Jalen Hurts a run for his money. He's a freakish weightlifter, but um, I was never a fan of his dad. I think his dad is the most overrated offensive coordinator in the history really? of the world. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think he should be still paying royalty checks to Troy Aikman and Emmett Smith because they got him 50 jobs and he never did anything after leaving Dallas. Kept getting job after job after job. Just amazing how that happens. Yeah, yeah. You and um, I are going to disagree on that. Yeah. I think. I know. it's a, it's a, I've joked for years. It's an indictable offense to criticize Norm Turner in the NFL. Look at his record. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna criticize him, but not the way that you just criticized him. I think he was a damn good offensive coordinator. I think he was a god awful head coach. And there are guys that just can't make that transition. That you can be a great coordinator. You can be a great guy. 
putting together games. And that doesn't necessarily equate to being a good head coach in the National Football League. You're right. Norv got several chances at being a head coach when he didn't deserve uh, a second after the first fiasco that he had. But that does not mean that he wasn't a good offensive coordinator. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, so he obviously, you know, Barry Switzer could get that Cowboys team to win a Super Bowl. So that tells you a lot about the talent. You know, then he got the head coaching job. You're, yeah, I hear what you're saying. You know, he was he was the offensive coordinator in San Diego for a year, for Miami for two years, for Oakland. Uh, he, then he was the head coach in Oakland. He got one year in San Francisco as a coordinator. Then he was a head coach again. He got one year in Cleveland as a coordinator. He got a couple years in Minnesota before Zimmer blew him out. Then he got a couple years in Carolina as a coordinator. One, two, he was never successful after Dallas, ever, ever, ever. And he got three stinking head coaching jobs. I don't understand yeah, head it. Coaching never job, understand I'm not going to argue with you. But some of those teams you just rattled off were pretty good offenses that he was the coordinator of that had good years uh, uh, offensively. I think if you look at it, uh, 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 if you, if you, there's so much, first of all, because he kept leaving because he either wasn't successful or they were handing him another head coaching job right. for some bizarre reason. Which, which was a mistake, yes. Yeah. I, I agree um, with you there. Yeah, no, he wasn't good. That That's the narrative. And and believe me, I, I'm in the minority here, Jody, because I've told this to a lot of people around the NFL. They look at me cross-eyed. I mean, the success isn't there. I, I, you know, you can make uh, uh, excuses, and there's a lot of, and I call them explanations. I shouldn't use that term. There's a lot, you know, you need talent. You know, Nick Sirianni says, show me a good coach. I'll show you good football players. Um, most overrated offensive coordinator I've ever been around. Yeah, I'll uh, say yeah I don't, I don't agree with that. Uh, the most overmatched head coach who continually got jobs after it was proven that he wasn't good at it. Yeah, that I'll sign on with you. Overrated offensive coordinator. I don't think that's fair, and I don't think the numbers show that. And by I, the way, that's not Scott's fault either. I'm I'm not putting Scott. Right. I asked him about his son. It yeah. has nothing to do with the job that he's doing for Washington. But I don't know that he's the guy. If he's threatening Carson Wentz, they'll bench press him if he doesn't lead this yeah, team. That might could. actually be something. And he might beat with. me up for criticizing his dad. All right, uh, we are the Mac and Mac guys, Jody McDonald and John McMullen. Quickie timeout. Then we come back with our bud from the 33rd team, and he writes for us on Fridays here on jacobsports.com. Paul Domwich up on Birds 365 next. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. The greatest fans on earth. It's a bold statement. But would you expect anything less from Philadelphia? 58 years of heartache creates a toughness, a grit, a resolve not found in most. Sure, our prayers were answered, but now that we've had a taste, we're looking for more. 
Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community, a sports roundup for the locals, and the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go first! Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go first! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. Welcome to Pond Lee Hockey. We've helped over 100,000 injured and disabled workers obtain benefits, as well as some of the biggest settlements in the state. If you've been injured at work, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Birds 365. We are joined by our buddy Paul Domwich, who's broadcasting from a different location. We've had Domo check in from several spots around the Domwich house. No, he's are those, there. Yeah, are those That's a bunch of medals in the background, Domo? Yeah. What the hell you got hanging behind you? Yeah, those are credentials. Credentials, Jody. Oh, credentials. everybody's got right. someday. Someday I'll hang up mine on. Uh, how many? How many lanyards do you have in your house right now, Domwich? Oh God, I. You know, thousands. So I don't. You know. <laughs> now I'm glad, Dama, because my wife. Yeah, why do you keep these? She tells me all the time. Why do you keep them? Why do you keep? Them? I and I don't have a good answer for it, but I never throw away any of my credentials. Yeah, you know, Sometimes. it's funny. I, I I kept them. I just threw in a like they were in a box, a couple of boxes. Yeah. I never even thought about them. And and then uh, I guess last year for my birthday, my daughter came over and uh, actually, yeah, I saw she framed them. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. She framed a lot. And then uh, the rest she put on the back of uh, my office door, which I took down when I was getting it painted uh, not long ago. But uh, anyway, long story short, yeah. So I, you know, I don't know yeah. why I keep them around. That's but, why I said, you know, I use you as an example because you used to have that in the background, the the framed credentials. And I told my wife, why don't you frame them for me? She's not doing that. Yeah, she's, she's not, not doing it. <laughs> and I'm, I'm a bigger idiot than both you guys. I always throw the credential out, but I saved the lanyard. 
for whatever reason. Like, I really need 40 lanyards hanging around in a drawer in my house. I'm going to use 40 lanyards at some point. I take the credential. I throw that out, but I saved the stupid yeah. thing. Yeah, uh, well, I'm glad, Jenny. You're making me feel better. Yeah, that yeah. makes even less well, sense. Someday, you, might be almost as, uh, you might be able to get as much for them as Beanie Babies. You never know. Yeah, yeah at some point, you never really know. All right, uh, back to football with the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, the head coach yesterday in his media briefing said they need to stay focused. They've got a quarterback who uh, just drips focus and attention to detail and, and leadership. Uh, we've been down this road before. Eagles, other teams, uh, they like to keep everything now focused to our team. But you and I, uh, all three of us have covered the entire National Football League. Should we be worried at all? Because this team is not only 2-0, and but... They're one of the darlings of the National Football League now. And Jason Kelsey seems to think that uh, uh, social media and video uh, depict the way that other players act and get inside their heads and the like. Should we be worried at all about all the hosannas that the Eagles are getting these days? I don't I don't think so. Uh, like you said, I, I mean, not just Nick, but you, Hertz, Kelsey, people like that, they're going to keep this team focused. Uh I mean, they know they've accomplished nothing so far except win their first two games. Uh, you know, so I don't think it's you know going to be a problem. I mean, there'll be a letdown along the way. There, there is for every team uh, a letdown or two, especially in a long season that's now up to 17 games. So, uh, but no, I don't see it as a concern, especially this week. I mean, they're going up against uh, a familiar, a familiar opponent, uh, both yeah. team wise and quarterback wise. Before we get to Carson. Uh, I want to go back to Monday night. If I told you, Damo, uh, before this season, you were going to get 83.9, throwing the football a lot from Jalen Hurts, would you have believed that? I, probably not. I mean, I, I knew I, – I I felt his completion percentage was going to go up this this year uh, because it was a high priority for him and for, for the offense, but – I didn't expect that against the Vikings. Uh, and then you go back and watch the tape. And, as, you know, as, as as Aikman was ranting and raving during the entire game, it was kind of strange what Ed Donatello yeah. did. Yeah. I mean, that's what I was going to ask you. That was going to be my follow up. How much yeah. of it was was Jalen? How much of it was because next gen stats does those separation statistics yeah. and all the Eagles receivers were way above. Uh, the normal, the mean for separation for an NFL receivers. What? How much of it was just a terrible game plan from Ed Donatel? How much of it was great play from Jalen Hurts? I think the first played into it, the terrible game plan. But you know, there, there, there were not uh, with regard to Jalen. You know, there weren't a lot of tight windows he needed to throw into. Yeah, but he yeah. made the right decisions, and and he was accurate. Uh, what I liked was. The few times he he got out of the pocket and extended plays, you know he made some good throws on the run. Uh, again, they were to open receivers, but the, yeah. you know there seems to be something different about his throwing motion. Uh, I don't know what Tom it House, is. baby Adam Adam Tom House, and if that's what Carson did, Carson went out there before 2017, Damo, and he never went out there again. I I guarantee Jalen went out there this year. You see the improvement. I guarantee he's going to be back there next year. I get yeah. whatever happens, he's going to be back there. Yeah, I mean, that's his, the difference his, between those two players. His accuracy so far has been impressive. I mean, if you take away and even in the first game, you throw out the all the throwaways he had, the 
two or three batted passes. You know, a, he had a, a decent completion percentage in that game too. So, but but yeah. Monday night was was in another another plant universe. All right, so the Eagles take on the Commanders with their quarterback being Carson Wentz. Which is a bigger factor this week? The relationship that Carson Wentz had with the guys who are still on the Eagles who were here when Carson was here, and doesn't it seem like about four or five years? One year. One. Carson's only been gone one year. But it seems like a lifetime. Um, there are still many a player on the Eagles who were here uh, when Carson was here, including their current quarterback. Or the fact that they know Carson. They know Carson's tendencies. We, they know what Carson will do on a given play, facing a, a certain type of pressure. Which one has a bigger effect in the game? On Off-field knowledge or on-field knowledge of Carson Wentz by his teammates that will be facing him this week? I think on-field knowledge. and You know, a guy that I think can get into uh, Carson's mind this week as far as tendencies and everything is Jason Kelsey. Uh, I mean, who's one of the smartest football guys I've ever covered in my life anyway, but yeah, I mean, he's been in that huddle with Carson. He knows, he knows his thinking process. Uh, if, if, if anybody I think is going to be able to help that defense, uh, come up with a, a way of stopping Carson, it, it could be Kelsey. Well, i be, I, I want to talk about the defense because, um, and, and we'll revert to Monday night again before I, I get more into the commanders. But, you know, Eagles fans, Dama, you've been around them more than most. And blitz, 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 aggression, aggression. They got it on uh, Monday night. Mm-hmm. Now, I talked to Fletcher yesterday, and he insisted nothing was different. Same scheme. They just executed better. Um, JG's going to talk today. I'm... Um, hundred percent positive he's going to say the same thing how much different was it really well i mean it was different from the fact that they sent extra rushers uh after a you know, while you know the first half they weren't having a whole lot of success against cousins i mean he was completing a lot of passes uh, and then they started sending people zero blitzes uh, five men uh, i mean they blitzed I counted 10 times uh, on, on Cousins' first 37 passes, which is like 25%, 21%. But it's a lot, and it's a lot more than, than Gannon has ever blitzed uh, since he got here. Or, or you know, um, And it worked. I mean, uh, Cousins was two for 10 when they, when they blitzed. Uh, he, both of his interceptions, two, two of his three interceptions were when they blitzed. So, you know, I'm not exactly sure, you know, what Fletcher means when he says we didn't change much. If you if you're sending more people after the quarterback, of course you've changed much. Well, he 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 was speaking of uh, what they generally say, and I, yeah. you know, if you're successful on first and second down, or or first down more, you can be more aggressive on second and third. They had a lot of second and third longs, but they had a lot of yeah. run blitzes as well to try to get in that position yeah. so i do think you know if it's third and two you're not blitzing i mean you right. can but it's not gonna work but. and and they did blitz on first down some and you know and what jonathan again does a lot i mean he does a lot of zone blitzing uh because he's got you know he's got reddick up on the line they've got they, they line up five people two standing uh quite a bit yeah and then they'll blitz four it's just that you don't know if reddick's you know gonna drop or, or be one of the rushers so um you know, I, I don't know that they'll blitz as much. I mean, they did. 
in the first game they blitzed, I believe, about 21%, I want to say. So yeah, I think it was 20. Yeah, so, they were like 13th said, in the league. Yeah. So like you said, uh, you know, Eagles fans tend to over exaggerate. They they want everybody to be Jim Johnson. Uh they did the same thing with Jim Schwartz, who didn't like the blitz a whole lot either. But uh uh, you know, I think we're gonna see a happy medium here. I mean, he's good, especially there's going to come a day at some point when, you know, Nicobe Dean is actually going to get on the field and not, uh, come, not coming soon. If TJ uh, keeps playing like that, TJ, really yeah, <laughs> but uh, you know, so I think we're going to see, you know, they're going to sprinkle in a fair share of blitzes. It's just not going to be a heavy dose. Damo uh, to the first two games, the Eagles run pass ratio has been phenomenal. The results say it's phenomenal. Everyone can have their own personal opinion on what the perfect mix is, but you can always uh, evaluate after the fact, and after the fact, it's been great. I know the Eagles didn't put up any points in the second half, but they clicked off the entire clock. They made the plays in the defensive end when they needed to keep the Vikings off the board. I don't know how anyone would second guess uh, what uh, Shane Steichen has dialed up so far, or should we? <laughs> we're we're nitpickers at our core, and we'd like I to can't. nitpick, but you can't really with the results, can you? No, it's pretty hard to find holes yeah. in what I mean. Go about, right through that. About the only <laughs> hole I can find, Damo, is they're not getting 500 yards a game. They're only getting four, <laughs> four seventy plus. Number yeah. one in the NFL offensively. Damn. Yeah. So you know gonna, this week's gonna, this week's going to be interesting because uh, I mean Washington is you know first two games I think they're 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 allowing something like seven yards a carry I mean they're yeah. they're you know, not been particularly very good against the run so uh, do we see more of what we saw last year in this game or does do Nick and Shane Steichen just say hey you know we dictate what we do on the field not the defense I mean, it'll be yeah. interesting well uh, you know. To quote my old friend Dennis Green, rest his soul. Uh, we don't want to crown the Eagles, but uh, uh, they. Uh, Nick Sirianni is now second in the league for Coach of the Year on the betting markets. Jalen Hurts <laughs> is ten to one to win MVP. Ten to one ahead of Aaron Rodgers, by the way, Dabo. The only wow. people ahead of him are Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. Eagles are 10 to 1 to win the Super Bowl now. Jody McDonald's got an early bet on it. What did you get the Eagles at, Jody? You got um, the Eagles Dolphins. 25 and Eagles Dolphins. I, I'll give you this really quick. I looked it up yesterday because of what happened this weekend. I bet the Eagles against the Dolphins in the Super Bowl. And I bet both sides. I bet the Eagles to beat the Dolphins and the Dolphins to beat the Eagles. 500 to 1 when I bet it back in August. For it to be a Dolphins Eagles Super Bowl to sub for someone to win. Checked it yesterday, down to 160. If you uh, want to take wow. the Dolphins versus the Eagles and pick the winner, you get 160 to one. But that's down from 500. So yeah. I've already made a good bet. I, I may or may not catch it, but it's uh, the, with the way the results have gotten the first couple of weeks, it's been a good bet. Uh, yeah. I think uh, uh, Airbnb's got a big spike from the Delaware Valley for early February in Glendale, Damo. Uh, <laughs> how good is this team? Do they, do they have a Super Bowl ceiling? You know, one th- one benefit they have is they're in the uh, NFC <laughs> instead of the AFC. I mean, there are, there are about six, seven teams in the AFC that you can legit, including the Dolphins, that you could say, uh, hey, you know, like, 
good chance they can be in the Super Bowl in, in, in Arizona in February. You look at the a- NFC right now, you got Tampa Bay and then a cast of others, including the Eagles, who are right now probably at the top of that list, which put, you know, which would put them in the NFC championship game. Uh, they've got an easy schedule that uh, for the first uh, 10 games, it, it could have them eight and two, even nine and one if they if they really continue to play well and give them a chance at home field advantage in the NFC. So, yeah, I mean, this is certainly as they've got as good a chance as anybody in the NFC right now to make it to, to, to uh, Glendale. Wow, there we have it. The great Paul Domowitz on board as well. <laughs> 10 to one Eagles go make that, that too late. Now can't get value. Can't get yeah, value. For get, this back, get back to me to uh, torn ACLs. Uh, from, uh, <laughs> oh no. Yeah. Injuries can derail everything with, yeah. you know, barring uh, that. All right. Back, back to nitpicking. Uh, because of the weird week, Monday night football pushes everything back. The Eagles had a walkthrough yesterday, which means they didn't get at all to work on uh, their return game, be it either punt or kick. Britton Covey can't break a tackle and apparently can't break into the parking lot either that he had to park with the denizens because he didn't have the proper pass <laughs> to get in for Monday night. Um, we can spend 20 minutes talking about that, but um, that was one of the downsides. It did nothing on special teams, uh, let alone let a PAT uh, a field goal get blocked, which, yeah, Noah Tungi, I got you got to make that block there, big guy. Especially uh, but, when you're getting elevated to block. Noah, come on. Yeah, hmm. that's a bad Wes look. did nothing. Kobe did nothing. Um, I know, nitpicking. Sorry, I apologize. But uh, will we see any change in Eagles' return game this week against Washington? This week, probably not, but I mean, I think they're going to be keep, you know, this entire season are going to be, you know, scanning practice squads and, and the waiver wire and looking for, you know, for somebody that could help them in that regard. If, if, you know, if things don't change with Kobe. It, it, it is nitpicking and Jody's right, but I can't get off it as well, Damo. I mean, there was only one thing the Vikings did right on Monday night and that was, and I'm talking about the coaching staff because they came yeah. in with a horrible game plan. Rookie coach, you know. Now, Ed Donatel has been coaching forever. He should be ashamed of himself. But uh, they figured out Wes Watkins can't return a kick to save his life. And they're throwing these mortar kicks down there. And mm-hmm. the Eagles had terrible field position because of that the entire game. Now, it didn't matter because Donatel broke out his social distancing coverage plan where you can't get within five feet of the receivers. <laughs> but, uh, you know, if that were a good defense and you're, you're backed up every single time, that's going to come back to haunt you. Why did the Eagles just not put Boston Scott there? Now he's not going to break anything, but he'll break a tackle. He'll get you to the 25. They're they're obsessed with Quez Watkins's long speed, and you get it you, with the touchdown. That's great at receiver, but to be a kickoff returner, you got to break that first tackle. He can't do it. Why don't they see this, Dama? I don't know, John, uh, but I agree. <laughs> I mean, you know, field uh, field position is is one of the most underrated yeah. numbers in the you know in in the difference between winning and losing in the league. You looked at you look at the Eagles' field position difference between them and their opponent last two years. It's 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 not been very good. Uh, it's been certainly it's been a negative, uh, you know, a negative number. 
Um, I don't know why they don't see, you know, seem to be able to, to – you know, I think they thought they had a find in Kobe. Um, you know, we haven't seen anything that's indicated that so no. far. So Great I don't kid, know. But he's just – yeah, he's too small. I mean yeah, – Let's see. You know, the, the trading deadline is later than ever this year. <laughs> Would they uh, go out and trade for a, a return guy that could make a difference? I don't know. Uh, we'll see. We'll have to keep an eye on that one. All right. Damo, uh, this is a rivalry game. We know the Eagles and the Commanders slash football team slash Redskins have been playing forever. Uh, last year, Eagles took them down twice, uh, swept the Commanders. Does revenge play any factor here? Does the rivalry – a, a new quarterback with Washington. Yeah, we know him pretty well, but he's never played with them before. Every year there's roster turnover. Does revenge from a previous season – we know if you lose to a team – in season, you got a second game. Sometimes it's tough to beat a team twice in one season. Does last year's results have any impact on this game this week? I don't think so. I mean, I think, I think the biggest uh, thing that's going to make a difference, if there's going to be a difference, is the fact that it's Wentz a quarterback, not because of the familiarity, but because he's a better quarterback than uh, Taylor Heineke. Uh, you know, so far in the first two games, he's, he's run hot and cold. Um, he's looked very good at times, uh, as he did in the first week. And after basically putting him in a hole with two interceptions, he saves, saves their bacon with. The Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Uh, you know, two late touchdown passes. Played pretty well last week, too. He's throwing the ball well on third down. I mean, it's going to be up to the Eagles' defense to force some mistakes from him. Put him in, in you know, we talked earlier about third and longs. I mean, that's what they need to do with Carson, um, you know, they can get pressure on them. I mean, this isn't a great this this offensive line hasn't done it. Uh, you know, looking at when you look at the protection so far in the first two games, it's just been so so. He's going to probably try to get the ball out quickly. Uh, they've got to prevent guys from getting open until they can get some pressure on them. So um, that's what I think will be the biggest difference on Sunday is, is the quarterback change, not so much a revenge factor. Um, Carson said all the right things yesterday, Damo, about Philadelphia, about his time here, um, about the game. But this is a guy who tends to play hero football against everybody. So I, I find it hard to believe he's not going to be pushing the envelope and, and want some kind of – like last week with Jalen Rager, it, it got blown out of proportion, but he got asked about revenge – coming back to Philadelphia and he just said yeah I guess <laughs> essentially I'd you know like to do well is all he said and it got blown out of proportion but Carson's going to want to do well against the Eagles yeah. it's human nature and he tends to press the issue um do you expect that he doesn't give up on plays I think that's one of his fatal flaws on field uh, just not giving up on plays that aren't there you expect some of that on on Sunday? Well, I mean, he, I'm sure he certainly feels he has something to prove. Uh, 
you know, he got benched here, although it's, you know, this was two benchings go on well, that Indianapolis didn't bench him. They just got him, got rid of him. Yeah. Uh, but he's the one that forced the issue here as far as, you know, getting traded. Uh, but still, I mean, he got benched and he got benched for the guy that's going to start against him on uh, Sunday. You know, I, I heard everything he said yesterday about how, you know, him and Jalen got along great. And he hardly ever talked to Jalen. I know. Weird, no, that was a weird he, season to begin with because yeah. it was the COVID season. when They weren't they weren't actually very seldom were they uh, in the same room together or even on the same yep. field because, uh, you know, the virtual thing. But. Yeah, I mean, I, he certainly, this game means more to him than if they were playing, uh, you know, week one against uh, Jacksonville. And one thing I'll give question, Wentz credit, and if you I disagree with me or think I'm wrong, please say so. When he was here, he was never a zero-focus guy. That, that the, He had his guy he had to throw the ball to, and even if the play was designed to go elsewhere, he'd always cheat back to the guy he had the most confidence in. He was very tight with with Ertz, and he threw the ball to Ertz, and Ertz made a lot of plays. But I never got the feeling that he was forcing the ball to Ertz. Early on here with Washington, Samuel has become his favorite receiver. receiver. He has targeted him above and beyond everybody else on this football team. And he's shown himself to be a pretty good slot guy. Is that a plus for the Eagles this weekend, that they've got one of the better slot-covering cornerbacks in the National Football League, and Samuel Knight might not be able to put up the numbers he has the first couple weeks of the year? Yeah, but, I mean, looking at the numbers, while he's thrown a lot to Samuel, I mean, he's using all of his receivers. I mean, and he's got good ones. I mean, the the, the rookie yeah. dots, uh, you know, McLaren obviously is, is terrific. So, I mean, he's got some dangerous weapons and the Eagles can't afford to make too many, you know, make mistakes against this, this group. Uh, it'll be interesting to see, you know, you talked to her, we talked earlier about, you know, how, what Gannon might do against them. I mean, is he going to play much press? Is he going to play off coverage? Is, you know, are they going to blitz a lot? Uh, you know, a lot of, it's, it's, it's always a cat and mouse game. Uh, I don't know, you know, it'll be interesting to see what Gannon thinks is going to work best against this quarterback and these receivers. But, you know. Uh, yeah, big big injury at, at P. Follow Paul on Twitter, the 33rdfootballteam.com, uh, also jacobsports.com here on Fridays. Um, his fame stat package, we love that. I love reading that every week. Um, that what Chase Roulier, I hope that's how you pronounce his name. It seems French to me. But he's a pretty good center, and he got hurt. Uh, and I think the reason Gannon was so aggressive against Minnesota is they have a center that hasn't been able to block anybody since coming out of college as a first-round pick. Good run blocker, but terrible in pass protection. So I give JG a lot of credit. Um, you couldn't do that if, if, if Chase was out there, but he's not. So they're going to have a, a new center. I don't know who they signed Nick Martin. I don't think they can get him up to speed that quickly. Um, and they have good skill position players. You met Logan Thomas is back. People forgot that he was gone yeah. last year. And Curtis Samuel's been injured. All of a sudden, he's back. Uh, and you mentioned McLaurin and Dotson. Um, how does JG go about this team? It's a little bit more difficult because they're not so weak in the interior, at least on paper. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, what they said, I mean, Wentz was sacked, what, five times last week? 
Yeah, but that's kind of like Carson running around like a knucklehead. Part yeah. of that. <laughs> I mean, I think what they need to do this weekend, and I think it is it's kind of a page from last week, and and it's at the foundation of Gannon's uh, philosophy is you don't give up the big play, and that's kind yeah. of what they need to do again this week. They made the, they need to make Carson. Uh, you know, work it down the field, nine, 10 play drives. And, and, and you, you know, somewhere along the line, he's going to make a mistake uh, because that's been his tendency the last few years. So um, that's how he does that. I don't know. I will, you know, will he, will he play off, give them the, uh, you know, they, they scary tackled Terry, him. scary yeah. Terry. Can't let him pop the top. Dama. Are we going to, yeah. we're going to be back to Ed Donatel's social distance coverageing rules. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he's, he's, uh, he's only thrown it to Scary Terry six times in two weeks, and he's thrown it to Samuel 15 times in two yeah, weeks. Yeah, but so. when he throws it to Scary Terry, it's been scary. What's he, what's he averaging per catch, Jody? Yeah, over over 20. Yeah, um, very. But uh, I kind of like the guy they'll have against him, which what's another thing we should give Gatton credit for. More man-to-man than we usually see on the Eagles secondary. We know that it's a zone defensive team overall, but they went man a bunch last week, and uh, Mr. Slate turned that into a couple of turnovers. So I think he'll get his shot at uh, Scary Terry a couple times this week. He's not scaring me. Uh, but the, the commanders do a little bit. Um, we're going to hold off on our picks till tomorrow, but you're not going to be here with us tomorrow, Damo. And if you want to go ahead and give us a score, you can, but I won't uh, force you to do so. Here's how I'll ask it of you. <laughs> Five minutes to go in the game. Will you be nervous? Will you be already writing your column for the uh, Eagle victory? Will you be writing your column for the, yeah, we got a little too big for our own britches here at 2-0, and went down and laid an egg in Washington. Uh, what kind of column are you going to be writing after this one if you were uh, doing a recap column for Eagles Washington week three? Well, I never get nervous. To <laughs> yeah, you are. You're Mr. Icewater in the veins. I shouldn't have even gone. No, there. we just don't care. When uh, exactly, we just yeah. don't care. Yeah, uh, I think it'll be still a game in the fourth quarter, uh, but I think they'll pull it out uh, just because that's the way it's going in the NFL this year. I don't think there are going to be a whole lot of routes. So. Well, there was Monday. Well, except for Monday night yeah, when the Eagles were playing the Vikings. Yeah. Two of those in a row on a short week. I, I think this one goes into the fourth quarter. I think they still win, uh, but I think it's you know it's by a touchdown, by eight points maybe. All right, let me throw one more thing your way before we let you run, and I'll do this today here, and I'm going to do it on my national shows on CBS, and I'll have to do it every show until something happens, so be it. Today is day 28 that there has been no action taken against Aaron Donald for swinging a helmet as a weapon in a practice between the Rams and the Bengals. And it annoys the snot out of me that, and I, I'm a, De- a Goodell defender, always have been, always will be. I think he's got one of the hardest jobs on the planet, and that's why he makes 35, 40 million, whatever it is, his salary is. But he is not used his powers that uh, I know that he's an employee, but he's got some uh, leeway. You would think that he would have 31 other owners that would go, yeah, yeah, go ahead, get the Rams. Seeing as they won the Super Bowl and they're the ones who can uh, actually take action against Aaron Donald. There's been nothing other than, than flapping of gums. There's been no action taken against Donald. And we all saw the video. He used the helmet as a weapon. 
How has no action been taken against him? Who should we be mad at? Goodell, the other 31 owners, the Rams themselves, because they could actually take against uh, action against Donald. How do we go uh, over four weeks now and have no action on that uh, incident? Well, I don't think it's Goodell. I mean, football-related uh, suspensions, fines right now are in the hands of John Runyon and Troy Vincent, two former Eagles. Uh, so, uh, if you know, if you're gonna be mad at somebody, it would be, it would, in my feeling, it'd, it'd probably be Runyon. I guess. I, I honestly, yeah, I, Jody, can, I, I can answer this one, Jody. He doesn't have the power under the CBA. It's a loophole. It was a practice. Yeah. It's not a game. It's not right. But doesn't Goodell have the power to twist the arm of the Rams? The no. Rams have to take the well, action. You're right. Yeah, the Rams have to take the action. I mean, it, yeah, I guess he could make a phone call, but then that's the right. You should be mad at the Rams uh, more than anybody else. It's well, their you, responsibility. You yeah. I don't want to get you it's mad. It's the Rams' responsibility. Now, maybe this incident causes the NFL to try to close that loophole to where they can get power over that. But I don't think there's been enough of an uproar. You're uh, – I, I, yeah, I agree with you. They That's why I'm going to bring it up on every show that I do, at yeah. least nationally, uh, day, however many that Aaron Donald's gotten a free pass for using a, help, a helmet as a weapon. The NFL, the league where they bend over backwards to prevent concussions because they don't want to be uh, sued for billions of dollars. Did you see him swing that thing? If, yeah. if somebody had their helmet off, he could have killed somebody. Yeah, how, how much action have they taken against him? Squata, how CB, do you explain CBA. that? CBA. I, I, hey, I'll be the first one to throw Roger under the bus, but it's not his fault. Not his. Can't do anything. Can't Somebody's going to take an action. Maybe it's Paul Domwich. Maybe it's Jody McDonald. I don't know. It just annoys the snot out of me. Uh, Domo, you never do. Thank you very much for hopping on board. Uh, we appreciate it whenever you do. We'll get you back in a couple of weeks. So, Eagles are going to be 3 and 0. Oh, that's right. Domo said earlier, 9 and 1. First 10 games. I. Uh, that, that would have included the one loss is not going to be the commanders this week. That's what you're telling us. I said eight and two before the season started. That they, you know, eight so, and two. Okay. But, I mean, I, I didn't, they're playing better than I thought uh, they were capable of. So, you know, if they stay healthy, yeah. reigning one certainly is uh, is doable. At, at hey, the man, this league changes quickly. If Carson beats you and Doug comes in and beats you next week. Uh, right. Oh, my God. Talking. Don't, don't say that out talking, loud, McMullen. Yeah. We're going to have to be talking people off the roofs at that point. Damo, <laughs> <laughs> always a pleasure. Thanks, bud. Feel free to Thanks, uh, Thanks, reorganize Dama. the lanyards behind you. I didn't know what those were. I thought they were medals. I, I combat medals. <laughs> well, he's got a lot of awards, so they might be that, medals, that too. That could so. very well have been. That's yeah. why I asked. All right, John McMullen, Jody McDonald, your Mac and Mac Birds 365 guys. we got Dave Zingaro from NBC Sports Philadelphia joining us in a little bit. Um, we've got a couple other across-the-league football things I want to invite Johnny, but we'll continue to talk Philadelphia Eagles right here on Birds 365. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. 
Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. The greatest fans on earth. It's a bold statement, but would you expect anything less from Philadelphia? 58 years of heartache creates a toughness, a grit, a resolve not found in most. Sure, our prayers were answered, but now that we've had a taste, we're looking for more. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community, a sports roundup for the locals, and the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go first! Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go first! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go first. Welcome to Pond Lee Hockey. We've helped over 100,000 injured and disabled workers obtain benefits, as well as some of the biggest settlements in the state. If you've been injured at work, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Welcome back, guys. John McMullen and Jenna McDonald Angle here on Bird 365. Yes, countdown to Sunday now underway. Coming up, the Commanders in Washington. Your favorite place to cover a game, right, John? You oh, yeah. Best uh, stadium in the NFL. I actually know somebody who got, I will not mention his name, but got suspended for calling uh, FedEx Field a dump. Um uh, you know, he got suspended by his newspaper. I'm like, come on, what real everybody calls it a dump. It's a well-known dump. It's the worst stadium in the NFL. I have really? never heard any the only thing I heard more ridiculous you mentioned, I should have brought it up earlier, is that Britt and Kobe couldn't park in the players lot. I mean, come on, Eagles. What uh things bother now, certain things bother me. And better build is a dump. A guy who is referenced here from time to time on the show, and we I saw him. I don't get to see him. You see him every day. Uh, but when I did the show for WIP from camp, got to see Big Dom. Just gave him a little bit of a wave. Uh, I think he knows who I am. Mm-hmm. I, I, I know who he is by sight. I don't know him personally. You guys do. Um, is that his gig? No. Somebody's, somebody's got to get Britain no. a pass. How it, does he not have a pass 
to get into the parking lot. Are we? Well, because he's shame uh, on Kobe, shame on the Eagles. here's, Here's the deal because he's technically on the practice squad still. So he had to get elevated. You know, it's a weird, typically for a Sunday game, it's another weird, you talk about why is Aaron Donald not suspended because the NFL doesn't have the power to suspend him. But um, there's all these weird arcane rules. One of them is practice squad elevations. All right, for a Sunday game, the Eagles have to make their practice squad elevations on Saturday, by Saturday at 4 o'clock. There's more time. Because it was Monday night, the NFL doesn't do transactions on Sunday. Uh, the only day they don't do them. So you got to hold off until Monday. So the Eagles, of course, do it at the last minute. Competitive advantage. Oh, that competitive advantage yeah. for yeah. Coach Sirianni. That competitive, the only thing the Vikings did well is block a kick because of Noah Tungiai. Britton Covey, uh, Covey returned three punts, I think, for 14 yards. I mean. But whatever, you're not getting any competitive. And this poor guy's got to park a quarter mile away or half mile or whatever it was. Um, just a bad job by the Eagles there. Bad job. But that's not Dom's fault. Dom gets stuff done. If that was in right, Dom's that, purview, it would have been done. Right. And as a matter of fact, Britton, I'm going to tell Britton when I see him today, he should have called Dom. He would have fixed it in 10 seconds. Yeah, it, it probably – Britain doesn't uh, know, know how to best get things done around the Philadelphia Eagles because he is still just a quote-unquote practice squad player. Yeah, he should have known. Uh, and, Dom, and by the right. way, they should just get the stick at practice squad players parking passes too. Yeah, I, are those those coveted? I understand. It's the yeah, Philadelphia the Eagles lot, we're talking about uh, and everybody yeah, wants I mean, to be in. And they they can't just give each of their practice squad player a well, parking they pass should. ahead of time? Yeah, they should. I, I don't know the the intricacies of that, but the, the player's lot is right off the stadium. So that's, uh, you know, they do the whole nine yards with the canines and the mirrors under the, the cars. So they take that lot really seriously. Whereas if you park next door where the media parks, they don't care that you can blow us up. Nobody cares. Go <laughs> uh, ahead, sneak a bomb in. Not, yeah. not a problem for yeah. you guys. Uh, so they do take it seriously in the player's lot, but, I mean, yeah, give Britton Covey his damn parking pass. A little ridiculous, if you ask me. Um, but uh, you driving down on Sunday morning? Unfortunately, uh, couldn't get the private jet. So, yeah, I'm going <laughs> to drive down. <laughs> and they're they're going to get a new stadium down there? Is that uh, still a political football that is yet to yeah. be handled in our nation's capital? It is still a political football that is yet to be handled. You would think um, – there's three different uh, municipalities or, you know, three different states that you would think would be involved or not district of Columbia, obviously, but um, yeah. I mean, people hate Daniel Snyder. It makes it more difficult. If, if, if he would sell that team, they'd have a new stadium the next day. That that's how quickly it would happen. People just don't want to give him anything, whether it's free real estate, better deal on real estate, He's not well-liked, to say the least. Jerry. Understood, but uh, do you, and I've never talked to the man, I don't know if you've ever had a chance to ask him a question, even if it's from a remote location or whatever. Does he seem like the kind of guy who wants to get out or will allow himself to be pushed out the door as the no, owner of a National not. Football League team? No, no way. 
Absolutely I, not. Um, yeah, I mean, think about what he's been through, and he won't give up anything. Won't give up any. Yeah, I mean, he is going to fight to the to the bitter end. Um, and uh, you know, the organization. I mean, that that. Let's be honest. I mean, Eagles fans don't want to hear it, but in the Joe Gibbs, Jack Kent Cook date. I mean, that was one of the marquee organizations in the sure. NFL. And uh, no longer. It is It is um, a disaster area. They are. Now, people and... love Ron Rivera, and so do I. I mean, that's a, a, a class guy. And by the way, I'm keeping track of this all year. Uh, Kevin O'Connell uh, did not do his conference call with the Philadelphia media. Ron Rivera did. Prior to? Yeah, prior to the game. Ron How do Rivera you dodge did. that? Isn't that like mandatory? No. A couple of years ago, they made it optional. Um, it's no longer mandatory. It used to be mandatory. Um, it's funny, though. All the veteran coaches do it. I don't know if it's because they're used to it or, you know, they're more professional. I don't know. You get these young coaches, they don't want to be bothered, uh, you know. And I think it's, you know, Mike McCarthy, he'll do it. Um, Ron, he does it. You know, I don't know. We'll see Brian Dayball. We'll see later to this year. Um, he's a he's a new coach. O'Connell didn't do it. Um, Dan Campbell did it. He's been around a long time. Um, yeah, I'm keeping so, track of that. A question for you, Mister Eagle beat writer. Um, on the Doug will call, do it. What's that? Doug Peterson will do it. Yeah, you got Dougie P coming up in a couple of weeks on that call. Is it just the Philadelphia media and the coach of the visiting team or the yes. opposition? Yes. Each and, and it's up to like a lot here, you know, a lot of people cover the Eagles. Um, it is the largest media contingent in the NFL, even bigger than New York. Uh, more people cover the Eagles on a daily basis than any other team in the NFL. It's been that way for years. Um, speaks to the passion of this city for football. It's the reason we're here, by the way. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we always request the opposing coaches. There are other cities there don't even request the opposing coach because there's not a ton of people covering the team on a daily basis. So that's one issue. There were times where coaches would show up to these conference calls when it was mandatory and there'd be one team employee on the call, and they were like, why am I wasting my time? So that's part of it. It's not just guys saying, I don't want to do it. But here in Philadelphia, you know, we always got 10 guys doing it, you know, minimum, might be more. And when Peterson does it, you're going to have 30 people on a right. stinking conference call. Um, so, you know, it, it is always interesting to me, you know, now, maybe Kevin O'Connell wasn't informed, like, there'll be a lot of people on this call. Um, I don't know. I don't know the intricacies of, 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 of how things are handled. I get, did ask if Nick does them, because he's a young coach. Right. That's exactly where I was going. Thanks for jumping to my question for me. Do you guys ever request information after the fact from questions that Nick might be asked by the other uh, teams media prior to the game? No, you don't have to. It's always posted by, you know, it's always public once it happens. Um, 
so you can listen to the call. You're not on the call, but you can listen to the call. Or, so you can listen, but you can't ask a question. No, um, you, you, you're, it's it's only for opposing media. So the only people on these conference calls are the opposing media. Um, so in the case of last week, Kevin O'Connell didn't do it. Uh, would have been with Philadelphia reporters. Um, Nick wasn't requested by Minnesota. They didn't even example. bother requesting him. Didn't, huh? didn't, and I did ask if he does it when he's requested, and the Eagles said yes. Every time he's requested, he does it. But he wasn't requested. Do you know um, if he's been requested by the Washington media this week? I don't. Um, I assume he, he is, uh, but I don't. Uh, if it if he has been, uh, the, uh, I was going to call him the R word. <laughs> have so you ever it, have you ever listened in to one of the sessions that he's had with opposing teams' media?s Yeah, I probably have once or twice. Not often. Um, it's not that interesting. It's you know. Yeah, but um, you, you never know when a nugget's going to fall, John. When somebody from another uh, well, that's generally when I listen. Big question. When, when that's when I listen, when somebody gets something interesting, I'll say, oh, you know, and I'll listen. And sometimes coaches are more honest with the opposing media than they are with their own. Um, so, yeah, it can be helpful, but it's usually, you know, they're going to get it first. So, um, you know, when they say something interesting, I listen. When they don't, so. Well, but time. how do you know ahead of time? Is it posted after the fact? Can it's you go posted after the fact. It's posted after the fact. They get it first. Yeah. Gotcha. All right. They 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 have the information first. That's you know, it's designed for the opposing media, not not us. Understood. And, but you're saying it's there after the fact. That if you want to yeah. go, oh, I can't believe Sirianni said that. There's a place you can go and get the exact quote that he puts out there. Yeah. And by the okay. way, you will never, ever have to say that about Nick Sirianni. Oh, I'm surprised he said that. <laughs> well, I, I don't know about that. There might have been one or two <laughs> things that he said over the course of a year and change. I Again, uh, in case you're just tuning in, uh, Johnny ran these numbers out earlier. Jalen Hurts has moved up to number three or four or five in the MVP of the National Football League standing. <laughs> now, we know quarterbacks are going to be at the top of these lists every single year. This is no great surprise. Josh Allen, number one. Mahomes, number two. Uh, Hurts. I think Herbert. And these type guys are going to be in the top five. But that's how good a start he's gotten out to. But there's also no worries because when when something like that happens with a second year guy who's still on his rookie contract, who was as scrutinized as any player in the National Football League, you talk about the media here in town. Well, the fan base here in town is the same thing. It's as passionate, it's as diehard, it's as involved as any other uh, fan base in the National Football League. Nobody gets talked about more than the quarterback of the football team here in this town. And there was a whole bunch of people that questioned Jalen Hurts coming into this season. He's quieted those people. I don't know that he's eliminated those people, but he has quieted those people. And you would think that that could be something of a concern, that that a guy moves from number 20 or wherever he was in the MVP uh, rankings before the year started up to number three or four. Uh, that's the kind of thing where you go, uh-oh. 
maybe he's reading his press clippings. Maybe that uh, a little too much is coming too fast. But you say that is not the case with Jalen Hurts, as grounded an individual as you've covered in the NFL in a while. Yeah, pretty amazing. I and I give Nick Saban credit for that. I really do because you know people say the same thing about Mac Jones. They say the same thing about Tua. Um. You know, he, he and Grant, because remember, Alabama, you, you're you're never expected, literally never expected to lose. One loss is catastrophic. Um, it, it's it's a different standard there. And, you know, you're constantly getting flowers because you're constantly beating up on people. Um, and then the rare time you don't play well, you just get eviscerated. Um and these are young kids, obviously, in college. So um, in a lot of ways, it's even more pressure playing for Alabama than playing for an NFL team. Um, so he's been well-schooled. Um, and I've never seen anything like it for somebody. I, I really haven't. I <laughs> it, It's just human nature when people say nice things about you to say, you know, Hey, I'm pretty good. <laughs> and he doesn't do it. it. It's same guy. He, you know, same guy after that Giants game last year, after that Carolina game last year, where he's just played not well, to be kind. Um, and then he plays this game. It did something again that nobody in the history of the NFL has done. Same guy. Same guy. And- and he's handling his business very well. And it really shouldn't come as a surprise. So even even you go back to when he was on the team with Carson Wentz, people were saying, you know, this kid is pretty cool-handed, that he doesn't let anything phase him. He's being thrown into the deep end of the pool. He's replacing the highest-paid player ever in the history of the, the Philadelphia Eagles, that his emotions didn't swing, and he played uh, with a – certain poise and, and patience yeah. on the field. By the way, who had Jalen Hurts getting more money than Carson Wentz? Because it's coming. It's coming. Yeah, it is. All right, since since you went there, I'll follow up. When does Howie put the call into Jalen Hurts? Well, he agent? can't. It's after the season. He can't. Um, not eligible to an, for an extension Come on. until after the season. John, John. No, you can't, John, Jody. John, you can't. You, you, you know what I'm talking about here. I'm Why not talking I... about getting something done. I'm talking about getting uh, a, a, a bottom line layer laid out, a goodwill, good feelings, good tidings conversation with the agent. I'm not talking about an announcement because, yeah, I know you can't do anything until after this year's contract is come and gone. But you can certainly lay the groundwork for a, uh, a potential deal to be done. If, so you, if, you tell if, me it doesn't happen because nothing can be done till after yeah. the season's over and done with. Yeah. Um, and even if you, even if you wanted to break the rules, uh, put that in quotation, um, even if you wanted to go down that route, say what you want about Howie. Uh, a lot of people like him, more people dislike him. Not a stupid man when it comes to contracts. Uh, he's not making the call after week two, blowing out Minnesota. <laughs> He'd be making the call after the Giants game. Hey, you know, we, we Giants game last year. Uh, the worst point, that's when he make that call. The Not the, not the highest point, 
the worst point. It's always about the evaluation of the player. Um, and, you know, it's interesting because the Eagles can say whatever they want to say. They did what they did in the offseason. They, they can, you know, if everything goes like people's going to go, right, Nick Sirianni's going to win Coach of the Year and Jalen Hurts is going to be the MVP and the Eagles are going to win the Super Bowl. Let's talk pie in the sky, Jody. Sure. The Eagles didn't think that was going to happen. They didn't think that was going to happen because they were calling Russell Wilson and right. they were calling Deshaun oh, Watson. Yeah. They didn't think it was going to happen. So you can all play revisionist history if you want, if that kind of stuff happens. They didn't think it was going to happen. Now they'll love it and they'll say, thank you very much. And everything will be copacetic, but you know, they, they did what they did. Um, and, you know, Jalen Hurts has been spectacular after two games. Second-ranked quarterback in football. Number one passing quarterback. Think about that, Jody, from Pro Football Focus. Number one passing quarterback in football through two weeks. Very small sample size. You know who number two was, by the way, after week one? Kirk Cousins. Oh, okay. And uh, then the Eagles got all of them. Yeah. Good point. Um and you're right. How he's how he knows the acumen, the 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 rules of engagement when it comes to negotiating contracts. But it's a two way street. Uh, Jalen Hurts' agent is who? Nicole Lynn. Nicole Lynn. So if Howie Roseman walks in today and there's a one of those little pink pieces of paper messages that his secretary left on his desk, and it's sitting on the top of the pile, and it says Nicole Lynn, are you telling me he's not returning the call? No, he'll return the call, but if Nicole wants to talk about uh, uh, anything, he'll say, you know, we can't talk about that now. Nicole. Okay. He just he calls just to make sure that Howie realizes that he's the number one rated passer two weeks in the National Football <laughs> League from Pro Football Focus. Just in case you'd missed that, Howie, I just wanted to point that out to you uh, in yeah. case uh, you weren't quite privy to Oh, yeah. That's the only point I'm making is that it's a two-way street. Howie's right. You're right. Why would Howie negotiate off Jalen Hurts having his best game ever? That would be dumb. Oh, but if you're Jalen's agent, this is exactly the week that you make the call. Just to, and he can't case. negotiate. That's what you say. I can't. There's no need to worry about this until after the season. No need. Not eligible. Nobody's talking about anything right now. All right. If you're telling me there are never any conversations, the NFL general manager, there's nothing ever done behind closed doors and under the table in the National Football League. They no, all adhere stuff. to every single rule that is in the National Football but League. But this is a okay. rule. There's no need. There's no need to, to, to there, you know, when you're talking about impending free agency, things like that, you, you, you know, yeah, there's, and they call it legal tampering, the oxymoron. Right, uh, which means it's it is legal. It's not. It, that's why it's an oxymoron. But that in this instance, there's no. There's. It, it's hard and fast. It's like, it's like substance abuse penalties back in the day and PED penalties versus personal conduct. One was hard and fast. The other one was open to interpretation. And I'm interpreting that at least one of the two sides would like to have a feel good conversation this week. All right, he's John McMullen. I'm Jody McDonald. We're your Mac and Mac guys. Oh, we see you in the green room. It's our buddy Dave Zagaro from NBC Sports Philly. He's going to jump aboard next year on Birds 365.
go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. The greatest fans on earth. It's a bold statement, but would you expect anything less from Philadelphia? 58 years of heartache creates a toughness, a grit, a resolve not found in most. Sure, our prayers were answered, but now that we've had a taste, we're looking for more. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community. A sports roundup for the locals. And the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go first! Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go first! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. Welcome to Pond Lee Hockey. We've helped over 100,000 injured and disabled workers obtain benefits, as well as some of the biggest settlements in the state. If you've been injured at work, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. as good an ego beat reporter as there is uh dz thanks for jumping in i want to give you your props here even though it might not be your props because i don't know how many times i've done interviews with writers like you two guys where they go i don't write the headlines uh <laughs> on nbcsportsphilly.com eagles and when set for first battle since messy divorce you don't necessarily think of it that way, but that's exactly what it was. It was a messy divorce between Carson Wentz and the Philadelphia Eagles. Who is this game mean the most to coming in this week? Carson, Jeffrey Laurie, Howie Roseman. Uh, who do you think this game means more to than anyone else? Carson. Yeah. I mean, I don't think, I mean, the, the team has changed quite a bit since he's been here and he's had a rough go at it 
since leaving Philly, obviously. I mean, really, since that 2020 season, his career has started to spiral. This is, you know, everyone's kind of saying this is probably his last chance to to really be a starter in this league. So, yeah, it, it's a lot on him. Um, and that's not to say that, like, he was wronged by the Eagles organization. I don't think that was necessarily the case. Nope. Um, but I, I think this game probably means more to him than the players on the other side of it. Now, it might mean something to Howie, and I'm, I'm sure it means a little something to Jalen Hurts, too. But uh, at the top of that list is Carson for sure. Yeah, how much do you think it does mean to Jalen? I mean, I, I, that was interesting. The pandemic year, I think, really hurt Carson Wentz. I, I think people don't talk about that as much as a kind of an introverted guy left to his own devices. And, you know, I, I was mentioning to Jody, you remember those stories where Tom Brady's breaking laws to get prepared for, for an NFL yeah. season and, you know, you got to prepare in the offseason. I, I think that was an underreported aspect of, of what went down that season. But it also, you know, Jalen Hurts comes in, and obviously Carson Wentz isn't happy about that. You have to social distance to begin with. You can't bond. Not that they were ever going to bond. I don't, I don't know if that was going to happen. But it did make it worse. It did exacerbate the situation. Maybe if they were together every day, it would have developed a better relationship and things could have gone in a different direction. Is that, but from Jalen's perspective, it's all going great, man. He's down to 10. He's, he's in the MVP race. He did something on Monday night that no other quarterback in the history of the NFL has ever done. Um, He's playing great. Does it mean that much to him? Is, or is it just another game? Uh, It probably might mean a little bit more to him. Uh, and we'll never know because he's such a vault. Yeah. Uh, but you're right. I mean, he's he's made out much better in this whole scenario than the other quarterback, right? So uh, he's got enough on his plate. He's playing for a contract. He's playing really well right now. So I, yeah. I don't know if it if it matters to him as much. It's if you're ever in a situation like that, it's the person who feels slighted is the one who has something more to gain from it and and Jalen shouldn't feel slighted I mean he he got that job he took you know yeah. he ended up as a starter and he's playing really well uh it's funny though you think back to that year and Jalen kind of had some of that Nick Foles in him where guys just really like him yeah and I think yeah. it really caused a problem when he wasn't the starter and it's it's those qualities that you want in a quarterback right you want guys to gravitate toward them you want guys to respect them and appreciate them for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.